Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon. This is going to be um, 3 Nephi chapter 5. Last time we had the Gadianton robbers were pretty much destroyed. Uh, the Nephites were able to de defeat them. Remember that they had gathered enough uh, provisions for about seven years, and so they'd gone two years into that. So let's pick it up from there and see where we go. Verse 1. And now behold, there was not a living soul among all the people of the Nephites who did doubt in the least the words of all the holy prophets who had, been, who had spoken, for they knew that it must needs be that they must be fulfilled. And they knew that it must be expedient that Christ had come because of the many signs which had been given according to the words of the prophets. And because of the things which had come to pass already, they knew that it must needs be that all things should come to pass according to that which had been spoken. Therefore, they did forsake all their sins and their abominations and their whoredoms and did serve God with all diligence day and night. So remembering that the prophecies that they'd received so far about the coming of Christ uh, had been fulfilled. Remember that Samuel the Lamanite also prophesied that there would be great wickedness later on. And so they know that uh, since these prophecies had been fulfilled, that meant that those other prophecies were accurate as well. So they need to be on their best behavior lest uh, they fall into, uh, into destruction. Verse 4. And now it came to pass that when they had taken all the robbers prisoners, insomuch that none did escape who were not slain, they did cast their prisoners into prison, and did cause the word of God to be preached unto them, and as many as would repent of their sins and enter into a covenant that they would murder no more, were set at liberty. John Taylor said, God expects you to be true to your vows, to be true to yourselves, and to be true to your wives and children. If you become covenant breakers, you will be dealt with according to the laws of God. And the men presiding over you have no other alternative than to bring the covenant breaker to judgment. If they fail to do their duty, we, will, we shall be under the necessity of looking after them. For righteousness and purity must be maintained in our midst. So here we have these um, Gadianton robbers that are now going to enter into a covenant to keep the peace and to obey the commandments. And they'll be held accountable for that. Verse 5, But as many as there were who did not enter into a covenant, and who did still continue to have those secret murders in their hearts, yea, as many as were found breathing out threatenings against their brethren, were condemned and punished according to the law. And thus they did put an end to all those wicked and secret abominable combinations, and in the which there was so much wickedness and so many murders committed. This is in the book to show us how to get rid of terrorists and those who, who destroy freedom. Verse 7, And thus had the twenty and second year passed away, and the twenty and third year also, and the twenty and fourth year, and the twenty and fifth, and thus had the twenty and five years passed away. Now it's time to get back to their normal lives. So we've, we've eaten up all the store in the, in the city of Zarahemla there. Verse 8, And there had many things transpired which in the eyes of some would be great and marvelous. Nevertheless, they cannot all be written in this book. Yea, this book cannot contain even a hundredth part of what was done among so many people in the space of twenty and five years. Of the vision of the degrees of glory, Joseph Smith said, I could explain a hundredfold more than I ever have of the glories of the kingdoms manifested to me in the vision were I permitted and were the people prepared to receive them. That was, by, that was in the teachings of the prophet Joseph Smith. The same is true of much that is contained within the covers of Holy Writ. Verse 9, But behold, there are records which do contain all the proceedings of this people, and a shorter but true account was given by Nephi. 
Brigham Young tells the story of the of going into the cave. I think I read that in a few, a few previous episodes ago, so I won't go into that again, uh, where they saw many plates on the ground uh, that uh, com- that were the means by which they wrote the Book of Mormon. Verse 10, Therefore I have made my record of these things according to the record of Nephi, which was engraven on the plates which were called the plates of Nephi. At this point, Mormon interrupted the narrative and inserted an, an explanation about the sources he was working with and a testimony of his work. These few verses are fascinating because in them, Mormon stepped back from his role as editor and discussed that role with the reader. Evidently, the three years following the defeat of the Gadianton robbers was a period of great li- literary activity. With no wars to fight and a large supply of food, the people had time to write about the experiences through which they had just passed. Perhaps these experiences, which Mormon described as great and marvelous, included the many signs which had been given both preceding the birth of Christ and since that time. At any rate, Mormon wrote that his book does not contain even a hundredth part of all that happened. He did indicate that there were that there are records which do contain all the proceedings of this people. He also mentioned a shorter but true account written by Nephi. Mormon was here referring to Nephi, the son of Nephi, since at this point his remarks seemed to be confined to the 25 years following the manifestation of the sign of the birth of Christ. This shorter but true account given by Nephi, the son of Nephi, was recorded on the large plates of Nephi and served as the basis for the Book of Mormon's version of what happened during the 25 years. So that kind of clarifies that when he says the uh, that Nephi wrote upon the plates of Nephi, that that's uh, Nephi, who's the son of Nephi, the son of Helaman, not Nephi, the son of Lehi. Is that clear? Verse 11, And behold, I do make the record on plates which I have made with mine own hands. And behold, I am called Mormon. So Mormon also made his own set of records upon which uh, he he uh, abridged all of the records that they had. And that's what Joseph Smith translated from, was from the plates of Mormon. This is the first time in the abridgment of the large plates that Mormon identifies himself by name. His name appears in the words of Mormon, but that book is at the end of the small plates of Nephi. The name of Mormon's father was Mormon. The prophet Joseph Smith linked the word Mormon with the meaning more good. Sounds almost like bad English, doesn't it? Uh, Sorry, that was by Millet McConkie. Not the bad English part, I made that part up. Uh, Continuing verse 12, being called after the land of Mormon and the the land in which Alma did establish the church among the people, yea, the first church, which was established among them after their transgression. Behold, I am a disciple. In his case, this also means an apostle of the Lord Jesus, of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I have been called of him to declare his word among his people that they might have everlasting life. And it hath become expedient that I, according to the will of God, that the prayers of those who have gone hence, who were the holy ones, should be fulfilled according to their faith, should make a record of these things which have been done. Yea, a small record of that which hath been, hath taken place from the time that Lehi left Jerusalem, even down until the present time. Therefore, I do make my record from the accounts which have been given by those who were before me until the commencement of my day. And then I do make a record of the things which I have seen with mine own eyes. And I know the record which I make to be a just and a true record. Nevertheless, there are many things which, according to our language, we are not able to write. To say that this record is just is to say that it is right and lawful. For him to say that it is true is to attest that it is correct, reliable, or trustworthy. And again, that was by Millet McConkie. Verse 19, And now I make an end of my saying, which is of myself, and proceed to give my account of the things which have been before me. I am Mormon, and a pure descendant of Lehi. I have reason to bless my God and my Savior, Jesus Christ, that he brought our fathers out of the land of Jerusalem. And no one knew it, save it were himself and those whom he brought out of that land, and that he hath given me and my people so much knowledge unto the salvation of our souls.
21. Surely he hath blessed the house of Jacob, and hath been merciful unto the seed of Joseph. And insomuch as the children of Lehi have kept his commandments, he hath blessed them, and prospered them according to his word. Yea, and surely shall he again bring a remnant of the seed of Joseph to the knowledge of the Lord their God. He's talking now about the remnant of, uh, of Lehi's family, the Lamanites and Nephites that will survive uh, in our day. He's talking about uh, those descended from Lehi in our day. Yea, and surely shall he again bring a remnant of the seed of Joseph to the knowledge of the Lord their God. And as surely as the Lord liveth, will he gather in from the four quarters of the earth all the remnant of the seed of Jacob, who, were, who are scattered abroad upon all the face of the earth. What was the object of gathering the Jews or the people of God in any age of the world? The main object was to build unto the Lord a house whereby he could reveal unto his people the ordinances of his house and the glories of his kingdom and teach the people the ways of salvation. For there are certain ordinances and principles that, when they are taught and practiced, must be done in a place or house built for that purpose. It is for the same purpose that God gathers together his people in the last days, to build unto the Lord a house to prepare them for the ordinances and endowments, washings and anointings, etc. If a man gets a fullness of the priesthood of God, he has to get it in the same way that Jesus Christ obtained it, and that was by keeping all the commandments and obeying all the ordinances of the house of the Lord. And that was by Joseph Smith. That comment makes me think that uh, Jesus also would have been married because he would have received all the ordinances of the house of the Lord while he was in mortality still. Uh, verse 25, And as he hath covenanted with all the house of Jacob, even so shall the covenant wherewith he hath covenanted with the house of Jacob be fulfilled in his own due time, unto the restoring all the house of Jacob, unto the knowledge of the covenant that he hath covenanted with them. And then shall they know their Redeemer, who is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And then shall they be gathered in from the four quarters of the earth unto their own lands, from whence they have been dispersed. Yea, as the Lord liveth, so shall it be. Amen. And that's the end of chapter 5. I bear testimony that these things are true, and say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time.